Hello, I'm Maryam. And I'm Momina. We have been friends since the seventh grade. And over the last 16 years, we have shared a mutual love of Harry Potter and a general apathy towards Stephen Moffat. But like all things, our obsessions have changed. Momina is into fantasy novels, video games, and songs that make her miserable. Mariam has a love for pop music, fitness, and mindless internet content. In this podcast, we'll do a deep dive on something our friend loves. Maybe we'll end up loving it too. Welcome, Welcome to my, my friend's secret, secret obsession. All right. Hi. Hi. How are you? I am good. How was your day? My day was pretty bad. I have so much respect for people who podcast on like a regular basis. I have already sort of prepared a disclaimer that Momina and I have had pretty tough work weeks and a pretty <laughs> tough work day. So this is just going to be like maybe a little less enthusiastic. Yes, just more chill. I think part of my issue is that I'm a researcher in like my day job. And so I spend all day researching stuff. And then when this happens, I have to stay behind a computer and do some more research. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, it was your turn to do the researching this time around. Yes, I'm very glad though, because it was really fun. But how have you been? How is COVID treating you? Oh, man. So, I mean, it gets to me sometimes. Like, I'm not the biggest extrovert, but I sort of learned that I still do need to unwind somehow. Like, I need to see people and then I need to not see them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe I'm an ambivert. Who knows? But I still do, like, like seeing people. Yeah. For me as an introvert, I'm really happy not seeing people at all. But it's just, mm. I feel like every time I wash my hands, it's like half a second less because I'm just getting tired of it. Just tired of the 20 oh, yeah. seconds worth of scrubbing your hands tired of sanitizing groceries it's too much oh i totally just like opened up a bag of crisps without sanitizing it i probably should have done that but yeah. <laughs> but like what privilege we're speaking from i mean we have the opportunity to work from home mostly and check your privilege before you wreck your privilege <laughs> so i suppose momina you're the one who should be introducing today's topic yeah Yes. So today's topic is a very weird one. So just to bring everyone up to speed, we've done K-pop, we've done Mughal women. Um, and today's topic is gorillas. <laughs> Which is for some reason so funny to me. Because it's like, oh, it's not, it's not a period from history. It's not like a movement. It's like a whole ass species of animal. It is a whole ass species of animals that I adore. Yes, you do. So tell me, when did you become obsessed with gorillas? I mean, I this is called my secret obsession, but I feel like it hasn't been a secret for very long because I've known for a very long time yeah. that you're obsessed with gorillas. Oh, man. I honestly, like, I don't even remember when it happened. So I've always loved animals. I'm obsessed with cats. Hint, hint. It could be one of our future episodes. Yeah, you're a crazy cat lady. <laughs> Please don't make me do research on cats. Please don't. I, I mean, listen, I, that's going to be like my best episode yet when we do our cat episode because that needs to happen. I'm just imagining you bringing cats to the camera and just like making them meow at me for two hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, look, this meow means this and this meow means this. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. There was just, so I always grew up loving tigers. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere around middle school, I think that shifted and I just 
taught that apes are amazing. And just the fascination sort of came from how closely related to the human being they are. Mm -hmm. And it just blows my mind that it's just like gorillas are basically 98.6% human. Mm -hmm. And it's just that much of a difference that just makes them animals and it makes us humans and it's so it just blows my mind for some reason Mm -hmm. can i just say i'm really glad your obsession was gorillas and not chimpanzees because i fucking hate chimpanzees they scare the shit out of me have you heard that 9-11 call with the woman who had a pet chimpanzee eating her face off it's horrifying man yeah no thank you to be fair why did she have a pet chimpanzee in the first place well that's very true as well yes that and wild cats yeah wild animals should not be pets but yeah chimpanzees are intelligent as fuck i mean they're our closest cousins Mm -hmm. um i mean they're even closer to us than gorillas are i mean my closest cousin is jamila but okay who the fuck is jamila and how have i never met her (laughs) i just (laughs) I picked the brownest name that I thought white people would know. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, white people. I would have thought like it would be Samina or Rubina. My cousin Muhammad. <laughs> That's probably the one they would know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, chimpanzees are freaking vicious. And yeah, they do scare the shit out of me as well. Mm-hmm. They are, they cannibalize. They're basically like humans, but if humans, every single human being was a psychopath. Oh yes. They're like the Ted Bun. Actually, they're like the John Wayne Gacy of human yeah. beings, I think. Because he was the cannibal, right? We yeah. need to have a true crime episode. That's true. But there are already so many true crime podcasts out there. But I'm sure we can do one of those. That's true. <laughs> we could do like a Dahmer episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So... I guess, yeah, sometime around middle school is when I became obsessed with them. But I would say I became like totally immersed in finding out more about them just a few years ago, I believe is four or five years ago. And I also do want mm-hmm. to say that I probably haven't found out much about them ever since. So my, in, my obsession and my knowledge might be a little bit stale. <laughs> just FYI. Yeah. I have those obsessions where I'm intensely into something for like two weeks and then I completely forget about it. Yeah. So I completely hear you. <laughs> So, Momina, what did you know about them beforehand? So, not much. I knew that you were into gorillas, and that was sort of my gateway <laughs> drug into gorillas, I guess. <laughs> I, as we've talked about before on the podcast, I studied anthropology, and primatology obviously is very closely linked to it, because anthropology is a study of human beings, primatology of primates. And um, there was this very famous anthropologist called Louis Leakey, and he inspired, he did a lot of sort of evolutionary work. He's actually the uh, person who first demonstrated that humans evolved from Africa. And because he was so into evolution, he did a lot of research into like fieldwork with primates in their natural habitats. And so he inspired Diane Fossey and she is the primatologist that I think most people are aware of. And I'm sure you are as well. He actually mentored three women who were all primatologists, Jane Goodall, who we hear about a lot these days because of COVID and her sort of like conservationist um, streak um, and Diane Fossey and this other one whose name I never remember. But he used to call them, affectionately, he used to call them the trimates, which I think is cute. That is super cute, yeah. Um, so I knew about Diane Fossey. And she was actually, I love Sigourney Weaver because like I'm a sci-fi nerd and she's in like all the great sci-fi movies. And she was in a movie called Gorillas in the Mist where she played Diane Fossey. And I've seen parts of that movie and it's a really sad movie because her life story was very sad. She did a lot of... Um, 
conservation work and she was very against poaching and she was murdered in her bed in a cabin in Rwanda um and people think it's uh, it was poachers who felt threatened by her and she actually was laid to rest next to one of her favorite um gorillas whose name was Digit um but her life was very sad and and so like that's the only thing i knew about gorillas do you like remember learning anything about them when we were in school Well not particularly I think when we learned about primates and you know like whatever reptiles mammals that kind of classification stuff I remember uh, um, learning a bit about them I feel like there are a lot of gorillas in pop culture which I have made like a separate <laughs> section to talk to you about later but do you remember anything about gorillas from school I mean do you know what I do remember um you know back when we studied evolution and the theory of evolution which already is such a controversial topic yeah. and so i feel like this could be one of the reasons why we never really delved into them you know what i mean oh yeah so uh, but we i do remember that um the classification um what, what do you call those are those are those called cladograms All so right. i yeah. just remember uh just learning that apes are the closest to humans And for some reason orangutans were like really excluded mm-hmm. from that narrative. I don't remember anything like I also love orangutans by the way. I do like orangutans. We could just do another episode on them. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> <laughs> But um yeah, I don't remember learning that much about them per se. Probably a little bit more about chimpanzees because um mm-hmm. we had a chimpanzee, we had Pinky, right? In our um in the zoo. Oh, did we? Pinky was it a dude? Pinky was obviously a girl. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was saying that's a very like non-conformist name for a. Do you have this like really stupid thing where I think of a dog, I think of a male, and I think of cats, I think of them as female always, and I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah, that. I mean, a lot of people think that. Why? And a lot of people, a lot of people have written think pieces on how that is highly problematic. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is yeah. because I think cats are like universally disliked. I dislike cats. I mean I don't really dislike an animal because I like animals but I I'm scared of cats. I just feel like because I've had dogs all my life yeah. so a cat seems slightly like aloof to me and that freaks me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cats are mysterious creatures. Mhm. I think you have to work hard for their approval which is what sort of turns me off them because my life is awkward enough. <laughs> There like there's like a Japanese word that I'm totally going to butcher because I don't really know how to pronounce it but it's a sundre. A sundre is basically like a person that is cold on the outside but deep down really cares about you and they show that they care about you in horrible ways. It's a trope in anime and it's usually like this really toxic abusive person but you're the the female lead just falls for them because oh my god oh. it's almost like stock Stockholm syndrome me. Yeah. But yeah the cats are basically that. <laughs> <laughs> the like sexist power dynamics yeah that's what it is <laughs> they're assholes but they really like you yeah but i fucking love them yeah i'm sure they're nice once you get to know them i feel like in that way cats are very much like me i think my first impression is that i'm very sort of conceited yeah. because i'm shy and i don't sort of speak to people yeah. um i don't initiate conversations and i think that's probably what cats yeah, are like yeah i mean cats are just not terribly social in the way that dogs are mhm Would you ever own a gorilla as a pet? I know the answer already. Of course but. not. Why would I why would I do that to a gorilla? Mm. I wonder what you think about zoos. Should I mean should we just go into it now or do you want to hold off onto it? Let's just go into it because I feel like my research is very like fact heavy so we might as well inject it with some opinion. 
All right. So my opinion on zoos, to be honest, like I do love gorillas, right? And you yes. have, in fact, met a gorilla. I never have, right? Yes. So I've always just, um, so, you know, gorilla sighting. No, what is it? Very self-explanatory, right? So when you go somewhere to sight a gorilla. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's basically it. So basically tourists go to like Uganda or Rwanda mm-hmm. and, um, you know, they pay a buttload of money just to go up onto the um like the highlands or like the um you know those volcano mountains just so they could sight a gorilla and this is this i mean you could call it a sport or you could just call it like a tourist attraction or just something that people do Mm -hmm. and so i have always been a little bit iffy about this right because gorillas are by nature's i'm sure that you learned in your research they're really shy animals Mm. they don't want to be social there's a reason why they live in forests that are so dense and they're you know, so they can basically hide away from like the human population. And so just going up there just makes them really nervous. And they, you know, they're not, um, they're not violent, but they're gentle giants, but they also don't, they they are still territorial, right? They don't really want people in their, up in their face. Mm -hmm. I've always been really iffy about, you know, I mean, at the same time, I, I mean, people who have been who have cited gorillas and on all these primatologists who have studied gorillas and that uh, you know anytime they did encounter a gorilla they always mentioned how much of an honor it was or how much yeah. of a life-changing experience it was so it has always been a fantasy of mine but at the same time it really worries me that as all things are just i don't think that interfering with wildlife in such for sport should really be something to aspire to yeah, they have a name for it in anthropology. They call it ecotourism when you go to like endangered. like Yeah, ecotourism. Absolutely, ecotourism. So it's something that I learned very recently. Mm. And it's a quinkidink that we chose gorillas to be like or podcast because this is something I learned like around 10 days ago. Oh, wow. Is that ecotourism is in fact proving to be very, very be- beneficial for gorillas. Yeah. And yeah. A huge shout out actually goes to like the government and like uh, all the people who work for preserving wildlife in Rwanda Hmm. because they have really ensured that there are lots of standards and procedures Mm -hmm. and money involved. So anybody who wants to go to a gorilla sighting has to go through a buttload of permits and then pay a lot of money and all these all of the money that's collected actually goes back into their preservation and the conservation. Yeah. Yeah. That was my sort of feeling as well. In principle, I don't like zoos at all. And and in fact, the reason I asked this question was because when I went to I went to the Berlin Zoo and it had a huge sort of primate, whatever it's called, like a place for primates. And they were like those you know those really hairy orange apes the orangutans yeah and then they had uh, gorillas and everything and I just I looked at a gorilla and he was in like this massive cage which had greenery and actually Berlin Zoo is very good about this kind of thing they have moats a lot of the time so they don't have actually have barriers they just have like a bit of water like Mm. a moat Um, and so the animals feel like they're sort of out in the open and there's not really a separation but they can't cross it so Mm. it's safe Um, but I just remember looking at this gorilla and bawling my eyes out because it just reminded me of my grandfather just the sadness in his eyes and they look like old men and it just I was so disturbed but then obviously I read a lot of literature on the on how every sort of you know every euro was going towards their conservation and they'd save you know this many endangered primates and so yeah I think 
it's a sort of a give and take but it a part of me as part of the sort of the human species i feel like it's uh it's a necessity but i wish things didn't have to be this way i wish that we had not interfered initially and that they were they, we never had to sort of resort to putting them in cages however free however nice in order to you know to conserve their habitats and their lives it's very I mean at the same time though i feel like there are some animals um animals that are for instance you know they grow up in captivity animals that are rescued animals that generally will not be successful in the wild i feel like um if mm. a zoo is really good then i mean if it's yeah. a zoo specifically for their rehabilitation or you know just to provide them a safe space i think that works but there're not that many zoos out there who are doing this well Yeah, it's like the Joe Exotic brand of zoos. Yeah, exactly. Have you seen Tiger King? You know, I actually have not, but my brother told me uh, basically summarized it for me and so I've seen it in a second-hand way <laughs> because I was like just Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. I mean, I should see it, right? Because I love wildcats and I love murder mysteries, so it's right up my alley. <laughs> um because you love wildcats, I think you shouldn't see it. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, zoos, I mean, I am not for them, but when they are zoos specifically to rehabilitate or hmm. provide a safe space for animals who will not be able to be successful in the wild. Mhm. Um I am all for that because you know there have been cases where um so take i'm just going to talk about orangutans for just mm-hmm. a bit you know uh so in indonesia they have a lot of schools for orangutans right uh so orangutans are also super endangered mm-hmm. i just want to also point out that gorillas are also critically endangered mm-hmm. i'm going to get back to that in a moment but so are orangutans and the reason orang the reason any animal would be endangered but specifically if you talk about orangutans is loss of habitat mm-hmm. and it just uh, really annoys me <laughs> to no end that the reason that they're losing their habitat is because people want fucking palm oil and they want palm oils to put uh, to put in chocolates or like your jar of nutella, nutella. or your jar of peanut butter yeah yeah so i would definitely say that if you do love animals like i used to love peanut butter but i just stopped having peanut butter of all kinds because um most of it is made from palm, palm oil but recently i found a couple of brands that use that don't use oil or use some other sort of hydrogenated oil well this is very sad because i stopped eating nutella because of the palm oil crisis or whatever but i did not know anything about peanut butter and i love peanut butter so this is a sad day for me yeah yeah no but i will share some brands with you that don't in fact use okay palm oil looking forward yeah but i just i stopped having it because i was like i cannot love this animal i cannot claim to love this animal and take part in their loss of habitat mhm so yeah yeah uh, so orangutan schools essentially so um, a lot of great people in indonesia and i believe in thailand as well i'm not entirely sure mm-hmm. uh but yeah they have uh, essentially rehab centers but they rename it as schools because they take in orangutans when they're super young um oh. and you know they're fleeing the forest because they've been set on fire or they've been cut down um and they're babies so they can't, they don't really know how to make it on their own so basically they help oh. re-socialize them they teach them the basic they teach them how to be orangutans in the wild Damn. they have a lot of simulations for them and then uh some orangutans they are able to successfully uh uh re-socialize them into the wild Uh, Hercules is an orangutan that is very famously 
um, I mean, he was rescued and then rehabilitated and then rehomed into oh. like a forest. Yeah. So somebody, if you want, if you have the time, you can look him up. But then there are mm-hmm. many who are not able to be successful out in the wild. And mm. um, so um, gorillas or orangutans like that then become your ambassador animals. And so mm-hmm. they become your like they become TV celebrities or they live mm-hmm. in zoos where they become famous. And I think in that uh, case, if you're an ambassador animal and you're, because you're not able to make it in the wild, it's okay if humans are learning more about that particular species through them. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. Yes. I want to talk about this really great article that I read on the WWF website by their African species director, whose name I cannot pronounce and so will not attempt to. But I learned a lot about orangutans, uh, no, about gorillas from him. Uh, my favorite, want to hear my favorite fact about gorillas? Yes, Momana, I would love to. <laughs> Hold on. I think there was a lag. There was a lag. Okay. Do you want to hear my favorite fact about gorillas, Maria? Of course. Okay. So you know how like scientific names are like these two names. So the first is the no! genus. and the... Momana, why did you do that? What? This was one of my trivia questions. <laughs> <laughs> I read it and I loved it so much. We need to stop doing that. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> no, you tell me. What is the scientific name of a gorilla? No, so there are many scientific names of a gorilla. So you know how there are different kinds of gorillas? Mm-hmm. So generally, you, uh, you, you break them down into Western gorilla and Eastern gorilla. Oh, no, but I didn't mean that. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So the crossover gorilla is no, no, no. Sorry, the Western Roland gorilla is the gorilla, gorilla, gorilla. Yes. <laughs> it's just like scientists who are just bored as fuck and can't be bothered. Uh, gorilla, gorilla, gorilla. He is all kinds of gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> too fast, to gorilla. This time it's personal. <laughs> no, it's just like imagine like aliens studying us and they're like okay so these pakistanis are humans and chinese are human humans and germans are human human humans why is that so funny <laughs> yeah god bless scientists so that was one of my favorite facts about them um <laughs> then i learned that there's a lot of different classifications so like you said there's western lowland eastern lowland cross river gorillas mountain gorillas i think my favorite are mountain gorillas they are the most famous gorillas they are basically the paul mccartney of the beatles <laughs> or the john lennon of the beatles oh true but i feel like the western lowland would be the john lennon oh, okay. because they're also popular but mountain gorillas are just celebrated in life <laughs> yeah that's what i think of when i think of gorilla i think of like a mountain gorilla i don't know why yeah. which is weird because there's only a thousand and four left in the whole world which is yeah. extremely sad um but it's weird that they're the ones that sort of jump out at you when you think about them so anyway mm-hmm. i learned that gorillas are four to six feet tall which is weird because i always imagined to be them to be like much taller than me so four feet tall i feel like i could take a four foot tall gorilla don't you? No, but but four feet tall when they are on their all fours or when they're standing up? I'm assuming when they're standing up, don't you? Because when they're standing up, they are about six feet tall. 
Oh, okay. So I think the women are shorter, so maybe yeah. those are the ones that are four feet tall. They're up to, yeah. they can get up to 440 pounds, which I have no idea what that is, and I didn't bother translating it, but I'm assuming that's something <laughs> like 200 kg or like 180 kg, something a little less than 200, which is a lot. Uh, yeah, I I know this in pounds as well, but I, yeah, it's around 200 kg. Mm-hmm. And they're four to 10 times stronger than your average human. And I, that got me thinking, mm-hmm. I feel like I am 60% as strong as the average human. Like <laughs> I have no, and I feel like someone like you, who's very fit, whenever my husband is really into MMA and whenever, because obviously people who um, are fighters and wrestlers, they have to meet their weight class. And so they're often very short. Yeah. And I'm like a fairly tall woman. I'm 5'10". And I always think, oh, this guy, he's like, whatever, 140 pounds, five foot six, I could take him because I'm like 142 when I'm at my thinnest. And I'm like, I could take that guy. And my husband's like, no, but he's 140 pounds of pure muscle. Yeah. But do you, as a, like a very fit woman who's very into fitness and muscled, do you feel like you could take a man your size and height? This is totally not about gorillas. I, I Okay, this is this did not go where I thought it went because you, I thought you were going to ask me if I would fight a gorilla in my weight class. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm assuming that that's not possible. <sighs> I would never fight a gorilla. Uh-huh. Good to know. Good to know. Just FYI. <laughs> yeah, but I would also not fight a dude in my weight class. Do you not think so? But you're so, like, buff. I mean, yeah, but I don't... I, I'm better with cardio than I am with strength. Oh, okay. So I'd probably outrun them. <laughs> <laughs> you are like the... Yeah, what is the... Like the deer of the animal kingdom. What's the animal that, like, runs really fast and escapes predators? Antelope. Yeah. Antelopes. That's what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. So another interesting fact I learned about gorillas is that they actually laugh. Oh, which yeah. I find super un- unnerving and not at all adorable. No, it is super cute. And baby gorillas love is it? baby gorillas love being tickled and they laugh the hardest when they're being tickled. Oh. It's the cutest shit in the world. <laughs> Damn, that's adorable. Yeah. And they live up to sort of 35 to 40 years, which is not very long. I, for some reason, expected them to live a lot longer, like to have a lifespan closer to human beings because they're so like us. Uh, when they're in the wild, they live up to 40 years. But um, when they are in captivity or being taken care of uh, by humans or not around other wildlife, mm-hmm. they do live up to as long as humans do. Oh, do they? Oh, that's good yeah. to know. Well, then that's sort of like a good case for conservation, like not conservation, but perhaps like, you know, well, it's not really. I mean, I guess a free it's life, not. a I short mean, free life is better yeah. than like, yeah, a life that's long, but in captivity. They're not, they're not meant to be, they're not meant to grow with humans, right? Yeah. So, or like socialize with humans. So mm-hmm. why should they? Coco the gorilla, I mean, once again, an ambassador gorilla, obviously the, we love Coco. That's some. That's something that we mutually love. Yes. But um, yeah. So Coco the gorilla lived up to be forty-seven. Mm-hmm. Coco was a girl, wasn't she? Coco was a girl. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. She was a Western lowland gorilla, the John Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> the John Lennon of gorillas. I I read this thing today, which made me really sad. But um, Coco's handler asked her, um, "Where do gorillas go when they die?" And she said, yeah. comfortable hole, bye. Which makes me really sad. But also kind of like yeah. happy because at least it's comfortable. And so the fact that gorillas are aware of their own mortality is kind of unsettling. But also the fact that they're so positive about it is, I don't know, kind of makes me happy. Huh. 
you know it also makes me a little skeptical because okay you know i have coke, written yeah. in big bold red letters coco was a sham so please continue <laughs> coco was a sham no i don't believe that she was completely a sham because uh gorillas are intelligent mm-hmm. gorillas feel feelings gorillas um gorillas have a lot of humanisms mm-hmm. so um gorillas lie to each other yeah right so in Uh, and they lie to other species as well so um coco the gorilla obviously is uh was our first sort of foray into interspecies communication right mhm so uh through coco and michael michael who was another gorilla that um coco's boyfriend coco's would be boyfriend but i think they just friend zoned each other oh yikes i mean he, he was born to be a maid but then coco was like nah i like you but as a friend i don't need no man <laughs> I was like I like you but as a friend so yeah. <laughs> uh yeah but they did get along and they would play all the time and they were b- best buds and whatever but um yeah so one, uh, one time Michael got in trouble for something and um Penny was like okay why did you do that and he's like it wasn't me it was it was Coco oh. so that's how we learned that <laughs> that they are they lie classic Michael <laughs> So I don't believe that they uh, Coco was completely a sham. However, one of the biggest criticisms is that you know because Penelope is the one, Penelope being the researcher. Mm-hmm. I think we should be a little bit more clear because we're just bringing this in, and people listening to us would be like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" Oh yeah. So Coco was the gorilla who was known for she had learned like a modified version of American sign language so she could sign to her yeah. caretaker Penny who was like the interpreter and she would sort of you know I feel like Coco of course was very smart I believe all the things about the kittens so she was very sad when her did she have a miscarriage and then she got some kittens or did she not have a miscarriage at all am I misremembering that No she really wanted to have a baby once again take it with a grain of salt and so when she couldn't have a baby they would give her kittens and yeah yeah but so she was that famous gorilla and robin williams has a very cute video with coco and and so she lived yeah. in this habitat and her caretaker penny had this like conservation like foundation and she raised the profile of gorillas a lot but i just feel like i'm sure coco was hugely smart and emotionally intelligent yeah. i don't think coco could understand sign language <laughs> Uh I do believe that she could because I mean uh yeah in the beginning right in the beginning the biggest criticism for Penny's work Penny whose full name was Francine Francine Patterson yeah how do you get Penny from Francine is that a thing is it like the Dick and Richard thing I just think maybe it was her middle name like Penelope mm-hmm. Francine Penelope Patterson mm-hmm. anyway So um mm-hmm. one of the biggest criticisms that she got earlier on was that Coco just imitates Penny without really understanding what the sign what this what she is essentially signing. However, if mm-hmm. a gorilla is able to imitate in the beginning stages, it's pretty similar to how children learn, right? So they start by imitating, oh. right? And then they, eventually they are able to form uh independent thought. And as the research went on, uh penny would actually not sign to coco penny would just say words and coco was able to understand those words and sign back to her and because gorillas are intelligent species i genuinely do believe that she was able to sign and communicate what she was thinking hmm. however so language for animals probably and probably you would know this a lot better 
you know, language holds a lot of culture, language holds a lot of your biases, language holds a lot of, it holds how you know the world, right? It's the world as you know it. Mm-hmm. So if you watch Penny training Coco, she would say a lot of things like Coco bad, hmm. right? Or Coco love. So how the fuck does she know what love means to Coco or what bad means to Coco? Because uh, these are human concepts that she was trying to yeah. explain to Coco the gorilla. So when you're when you did mention like the the comfortable hole, like how the fuck does a gorilla have the concept of a grave, right? Yeah. What if Penny was like a, a like a Buddhist or who were um, the people who burned their bodies? Uh, Zoroastrians. Yeah, or even Hindus, right? Or even the Hindus. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, what would she be saying the same things, right? Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite anecdotes from this, from like an anthropology perspective, mm-hmm. is that I don't know how true this is, but anecdotally, we're told that there's a tribe in Africa, and I sort of mistrust anything which starts with "there's a tribe in Africa," <laughs> but. They say that there's a tribe that doesn't have any prepositions. So they don't have any words for on, Mm. you know, like under, over, that kind of thing. And so they were asked to draw elephants from up above. And because they didn't have the, they didn't have the language for up above, they couldn't conceive of up above. Mm. And so when they drew these elephants, they drew them like all splayed out, like like a tiger rug. Mm. So like, you know, completely without bones, without any depth. And uh, so that was a, that's like one of the exercises they tell us, you know, think about the way that people's language informs their worldviews, the way they perceive the world, the way they sort of understand and grasp reality. Yeah. What always intrigues me is that we in our language don't have a word for you're welcome or do we and I'm just not aware of it. Um, We actually don't. That's very weird. Right? Like if somebody says, thank you, you don't say you're welcome, right? Yeah. You, I don't know what we say. We don't. We just say nay nay. Ha, huh, we just say no. <laughs> <laughs> the other day I was trying to explain to my husband the concept of uh, amanat. How would you describe yeah. that word in English? Because there's not a word for that in English. Mm, amanat. It's something that you give to someone that is yours, but it's their responsibility now, but they have to safeguard it. Safekeeping. Safe. I mean, you do say I give it... I. I'm giving this to you for safekeeping, but no, what is Amana? Interesting. Yeah. Coming back to the other thing that you said about Coco and uh, Penny really raising their profile. We also learned a lot about the species. Like we learned a lot about how intelligent they are, how they are so industrious. That's something that we didn't really know. Like it was only in 2005 that we started to know that mm-hmm. how similar to humans they are and that they also learn, uh, they also use tools do you know how weird it says they live in like the rainiest place in the world, but they hate the water? I've seen videos of them trying to avoid rainwater in zoos. It's so cute. They look like grumpy old men. It is super cute. But they're also, um, yeah, they hate water. They actually hate water. Sometimes they're also afraid of it. So uh, just a fun fact, if you're being attacked by a gorilla, which I mean, they're really gentle. They only pee on them. <laughs> no, they only attack if you are generally being assholes and as we know of humans humans do tend to generally be assholes mm-hmm. but in the event that you are being attacked by a gorilla just go jump in a river oh that's a good yeah. tip yeah is it gorillas who sleep in like hammocks or some shit yeah yeah i mean they, it's called it's called a nest oh, okay <laughs> so they don't really have one uh one particular place that they sleep so they make a new nest every night and that they sort of make it up 
uh, sometimes they make it up in the trees. So the younger you are, the more you would want to be up in the trees. The more older you get, the more you'd be want to be like a land grazer. Oh, wow. And so you'd be closer to the ground. But just on the subject of tools, gorillas were observed using like a stick uh, to cross the river so that they, you know, they wouldn't be immersed in oh. it. So they used the stick in the same way that we'd use a walking stick. They also uh, were observed using a log as a bridge. So oh, wow. gorillas know the concept of a bridge on like are they were intelligent enough to say okay if i throw this log over i wouldn't actually be drowning yeah. or touching it because they don't like it and they also make umbrellas so literally <gasps> umbrellas so they take a whole bunch of leaves oh. and withdraw them down in the same way that we would have like you know the stick of the umbrella the stick end of the umbrella yeah. so yeah that's something that they make they're also famously the creators of the the raincoat right huh I'm 100% kidding. I thought that would be a lot funnier than it sounded. Jesus Christ. I'm so slow today. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's not you. It's my shitty jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question for you. Yes, please. It's just like, I'm sure I've brought this up to you a lot of times, but it just blows my mind that Neanderthals existed at the same time as humans because it's just so weird to me. But what is it that makes them less human than actual human beings? I always assumed that their brains were smaller. Is that true or is that just some like racist rhetoric against the Neanderthals? Because their skulls are shaped very differently. And so maybe they just didn't have the processing power. Their skulls are a lot bigger than ours. Oh, but do they? Oh, I thought they would take like, a lot of jaw and very small head is what I remember. But I don't know. I could just be making it up. But isn't that so fucking weird that there were people, there were creatures that were so close to us? That's very weird. But somehow we were, we are the ones who are humans and they're the ones who are not. And actually there was a lot of crossbreeding as well. So Neanderthals definitely fucked humans and then those people died out as well. Yeah. I mean, people have also fucked gorillas and that's how we have AIDS. Yeah. Anyway. I wanted to, can we just, because it's going to get quite dark very soon. So I just want to lighten the mood and talk to you about some apes in pop culture. Not apes, some gorillas in pop culture. Go ahead. So I I always knew Harambe is like a meme, but yeah. I didn't really know about the story. So today I looked it up oh, finally. No. God, it's so, it makes me so angry. People yeah. should not, there should be a test you pass before you can become a parent, I think. I mean, that should be done. I don't care if it's dystopian. I mean, we're already living in a dystopia. Yeah. There's a pandemic. There's an orange Cheeto for a president of the free world. Yeah. We need to have parenting certificates. But because there's a p- pandemic, you know, there's probably going to be a baby boom. And there's probably going to be a whole lot of assholes who, who procreate. Uh, sad times. Anyway, yeah, so by the way, why didn't they just like sedate him or like... Because they are assholes. Oh, was that an option? Or did they think they would, it would crush the baby or whatever? Yeah, listen, I don't even know what it was. I think they were like, it. Huh, that was one of the concerns. I don't actually, I don't even remember um, the story that well. I just remember being horribly upset about it and then reading it once and never again. Yeah, it was just a kid in the Cincinnati Zoo who fell into like a gorilla enclosure and the gorilla was not at all doing anything. He was actually like sort of, you know, coming close to the kid and it seemed like he was sort of comforting him. And I saw the video and it was so harrowing. I had to just like turn it off. But 100% the mother's fault. Tell me, have you seen Planet of the Apes? I have not, but I know you love it. 
I really love it and I unironically love it. I don't like sort of these blockbuster movies a lot, but I feel like yeah. that movie really speaks to me. The first one sucks because it has James Franco in it. Um, <laughs> we, we do not like James Franco. But the second and third one, they're so good. They sort of humanize um, these characters and you really feel for them. And they have a great, like a brilliant, not a great ape, but a brilliant gorilla um, character called Luca. And he's like the bad guy. And I feel really sad just because he's like big and like, Mostly, he's like the bad guy. I actually, um, so I do blame Hollywood for just misrepresenting gorillas so, so much. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I, and I do feel like there is some degree of racism involved. And the reason why they were so horribly misrepresented is because of racism. Oh, I'm so sure. Yeah. Right. Right. Because so back in the day, gorillas were just thought to be these vicious, horrible creatures like the King Kong types. Right. Yeah, and uh, only recently that, like, super recently, I'm less than twenty years ago is when it shifted and people learned how how gentle they are and how just like yeah. how they just want to be left alone. And there's a reason why they live in you know in basically hiding. I mean, mm. they don't live in hiding, but you know what I mean. They live in dense forests yeah. where they can hide. Yeah. yeah, where they can actually camouflage themselves and. They don't, they're just super shy and they're really gentle and they don't really attack. They do have canines, but the most they do is like they would beat their chest. And have you ever heard um, the sound of a gorilla beating their chest? Yeah, it's genuinely terrifying. No, it's not. Are you fucking kidding me? It's not. It scares the crap out of me. It's not what you would expect. (laughs) Yeah, it really isn't what you would expect. And it's not what you see in Hollywood. Yeah, it's not like a tom tom tom, right? It's not like yeah. a George of the Jungle thumping of the chest. It's literally, it sounds like, it sounds like suction cups. Is what it sounds like. <laughs> How is that terrifying? Well, that's true. I think in my head, it's the association that I have with, you know, what that means. And what what I think it means is danger. And I blame fucking Hollywood. It clearly just means like, please stay away. <laughs> I don't want to deal with this right now. Yeah, that's what yeah. it means. That's what it means. So they don't really, their first instinct is not to attack. So their first instinct is to vocalize, like toss foliage around. They would thump on the floor. They would thump on their chest. Then they would tackle you. And then they would kick you maybe. Mm-hmm. And then attacking with canines happens very rarely. And probably in cases where you have well and truly tick them off. Mm-hmm. I think it's also slightly like big creature privilege. We're like, if I am threatened, I'm going to go for your jugular. I do not give a shit. But because gorillas know they can handle themselves, they're like, okay, let me do this like five minute elaborate histrionic display of aggression so that you back <laughs> the fuck off. No, I, it's just literally the, because they are so shy oh. and they do not like, they don't like confrontation is what it mm-hmm. is. Because if you threaten a chimpanzee, yeah. you best believe you're going to be eaten alive, okay? <laughs> Chimpanzees don't take no shit from nobody. They're like, there's a reason why a group of chimpanzees is called a gang of chimpanzees because they are... Is that true? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's my favorite after a murder of crows, which I think is very apt as well. Yeah. But nothing disturbs me more than like a chimpanzee in a diaper because it's just like, it's not natural. <laughs> it's not meant to be like that. Oh, they're babies though. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> it's just weird. It's like uh, like a gimp costume or something to me. It's like Jesus deeply unsettling. Christ. I really like orangutans though. Oh, orangutans are amazing creatures. I Probably my second favorite uh, ape. I love that you have a second favorite ape and it's not human beings. <laughs> 
<laughs> or are we counting human beings? <laughs> I don't know. Should we? No, I'm not. <laughs> I, I want to ask you something that you found that surprised you about gorillas. Oh, so what surprised me about, well, this is kind of, it's going into sad territory now, but um, I found out that very recently, like in November 2018, they went from being critically endangered to just endangered because like the WWF and other organizations are doing a lot of work to protect their habitat and mm. um, the gorilla populations are slightly increasing mm. and especially mountain gorillas. So that was something that I was not expecting because when I think of gorillas, I think like, you know, critically endangered, yeah. like gonna die out, all our fault. Yeah. So that was something that was very nice. But then I also read a lot of stuff that deeply disturbed me. I, you know, it's very like it, it trends a lot on like Reddit and stuff about how these, you know, these people who are protecting gorillas in Rwanda and Uganda, they're just like on the lookout for poachers. Yeah. But just seeing the extent to which these creatures are, you know, poached for their hands and their feet and their mouths made into ashtrays. And yeah. it's just so fucked up. Yeah. And I, what I also didn't realize was that so bushmeat obviously is a huge thing and it made me think a lot about COVID-19 and how one of the reasons for the spread of it was the wet markets with the pangolins and the bats and those creatures are very, they're, they're not eaten by, you know, the majority of Chinese people, but and like the urban elite. And so it's the 1% who basically fucks over the rest of the world. And it's the same is the case with the gorilla meat as well. I don't understand people. Mm. It's really depressing. Um, so um, gorillas more so than being poached for bushmeat or like products mm-hmm. um the reason that they were so endangered was because once again loss of habitat and loss of mm-hmm. habitat was ba- basically because uh, their habitat was the subject of a civil war for so long yeah it's another reason as well yeah civil unrest in those areas yeah so that was basically one of the biggest reasons why and it's also one of the biggest reasons why it's becoming a lot better and also um a really funny thing is that uh, not just the civil war but also disease so mm. um because they are so like us they ca- they catch diseases like the common cold yeah i heard a lot about like ebola in the context of yeah. gorillas i was wondering about covid as well but i didn't get a chance to research it but it specifically said that they're um at risk of respiratory infections because their yeah. sort of respiratory systems are so like ours it's become like a downer. It was supposed to be about like fun gorillas and how swole they are and how they could like take you. <laughs> Would you be in a small, in a, like a, in a room with a gorilla without anyone else? A, a stranger gorilla that you'd never met before? Probably not. I don't think they would like it. I don't think I would like it. They are already anxious people. So they're literally, if they were humans, they'd be humans with terrible social anxiety. I'm part cat, part gorilla is what I've learned today. <laughs> also like their lifestyle basically they spend their entire day just looking for food oh yeah been there uh the other third of their day eating food and then resting that is exactly my life in covid <laughs> opening the fridge going back to it isn't it not amazing they're basically just hippies <laughs> they just want to live their life in peace and they just eat they're vegans right they eat salad which is literally like celery some bitter gourds and just so they're super smart about this they have some bitter greens mm-hmm. and then they have uh, greens that are a little bit sweeter and then they eat bamboos separately with them so they get a little bit of flavor and then a little bit of their essential like nutrients Ooh. because being as big as they are like you know when you think of a human who is as big as um as a gorilla would be 
like 440 pounds, they would need a lot of calories to survive, right? And they have such a clean diet. They eat so freaking clean that they have to eat a lot to get that amount of calories. But how can you be so full without eating protein? Is that a thing? Like, is it just calories or do you need protein to sort of maintain muscle? Where are they? Oh, well, I guess, well, no, they don't have lentils. <laughs> what am I thinking? <laughs> I was thinking, oh, yeah, they probably have lentils like other vegetarians. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did I did liken them to hippies, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Lentil soup, why not? Yeah. So I suppose they get some amount of protein from these plants as well because, you know, there are plant-based proteins. Yeah. So, but, and they do eat a lot of it. Um, but yeah, they essentially, they don't, they, they eat some insects, but they eat up to like 30 kgs of vegetation in a day. Yeah, that's a lot. That is a lot. So I suppose they can get there. Like having a small child. <laughs> yeah. Or like a skinny woman. I don't know. Yeah. Women are weird and small these days yeah i i learned another fact about gorillas they can make like 25 different sounds yeah so that got me curious so i googled how many sounds humans can like make and or distinguish and the answer really surprised me so do you want to take a guess oh this is interesting i would think we know we can make a lot i mean that's essentially language right Mm -hmm. oh so 25 for gorillas and blah for humans I mean, if you're talking about the English language, don't we basically make 26 sounds? Well, not really, because then you have uh, e, a, a, a. Oh, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Let me go back to my time as an educationist, which is something I didn't do, which is something I heard. <laughs> do you know, like, they don't teach uh, kids alphabet anymore? What? Yeah. <laughs> they don't teach them, like, their ABCs, so they teach them phonetics. Ooh. No, tell me. I don't know. I would say 15 for humans. Yeah, it's, no, it's weird. It's 320,000, hmm. which is fucked up. I'm assuming there's some languages like, I don't know, like East Asian languages that are like far more intoni, intonation-y. Hmm. So, um, but yeah, 320,000 is insane. Oh, that's believable. I don't know why I said 15. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you said it as well. <laughs> I was thinking in terms of like gorilla sounds. <laughs> because you just said 26 vowels. No, I was thinking in terms of like a uh, gorilla sounds like or something. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if, in terms of language, hmm. no, actually, we have that too. I was just saying how like, so Koreans, for some reason, they make the sound Ooh. quite a lot, right? And I don't know what it means, but that's, that, there's that in Indonesia. But we have that as well, right? Maybe not as gurgly. We have the the as well, which like Brits, I know won't even recognize my friends thought I was saying her like with H yeah 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 yeah. I also used to say Penelope for Penelope because like why the fuck would I know what Penelope was <laughs> back in the day um I remember so we had Sherlock Holmes passage mm-hmm. in one of our books and our teacher insisted on calling Moriarty Moriarty do you remember that or was it just in my class it probably I think it might have been class. yours yeah, by yeah. Moriarty. <laughs> I can't even say it the way that she did. I also remember one of our teachers calling uh, Confucius Confucius, <laughs> which was the highlight of my like fifth grade life. Oh my God. Jesus. I mean, it's okay. Like it's not their language. So they probably don't know yeah. how to pronounce it. And also to be fair, they didn't really have Google back then. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did have Google, but they didn't know how to use it because they were boomers. That is true. I heard once someone saying that people mispronouncing is a mark of intelligence because it means it's it, they know at least two languages, which is like, sure, I'll take it. Eh? 
Well, because they're clearly mispronouncing it because they haven't uh, heard it said before. They've only read it. Ah. So they live in a culture that isn't that language. Yeah. Interesting. I'll t- I'll I'll go for that take. Yeah, it's interesting. It makes me feel better about my life. Sam. <laughs> we have gone way off topic from gorillas, by the <laughs> way. I mean, listen, humans have named gorillas, gorilla, gorilla, gorilla. So that's true. How intelligent can we be as a species? I mean, really. <laughs> Do you have any questions for me? Yeah, of course. Of course, of course. Oh my of God. Course. Is it because I reminded you an hour before our podcast? Uh-huh. We have a, it's not like we're reading from a script or anything, right? <laughs> I mean, if it, like, I am definitely reading from a script, but it's so like confused that I feel sad for anyone listening. It's okay. We're just obsessing. We're basically fangirling over gorillas. And I'm talking about how I would love to meet them. And you're like, I've totally met them. Oh my God. It should have been called fangirling. Why didn't we call the podcast fangirling? Isn't that a better name? Because it's like gorillas with like empowerment and shit. No, I like, I like how mysterious our podcast sounds. Well, that's true. Also, I have an issue with like women over the age of whatever being called girls. Like, nah. Treat me with the respect I deserve. Uh-huh, I'm a whole ass woman. Whole ass woman. A lot of ass these days, thanks to sitting on my couch all day long. I have no ass. We are so distracted today. Yeah. Okay, gorillas. Yes. <laughs> okay, yes. So what did you learn about... Uh, their socializing behaviors with other gorillas? Well, so not a lot. Thanks for asking. This is going to be one of those questions in school where you say, I have learned many things about gorillas. Here are some of the many things I have learned about gorillas. <laughs> well, I learned that they live in groups of five to 10, but like, you know, like with human yeah. beings, they're like divorced moms and there's like joint families. So there's like huge variations because they can live from up to like two people to 50 people. And so huge amount of variation and then I was really interested in like social the, like the social life of them but I couldn't find a lot about it and I'm, I'm excited to hear your take on it um, because one of the reasons I like orcas so mm-hmm. much is because they have really like deeply involved social lives and that's why they're my favorite animal um, yeah. but so the bond yeah. between the silverback and his females is basically the basis of their social life and that's how they sort of organize but that's kind of all I know tell me more yeah so basically um, interesting that you uh, bring up orcas because I was about to say that the reason you love orcas so nice. much, so much uh, um, is exactly what the gorillas are not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they are not matriarchal. They're the exact opposite. Like they thrive off of patriarchy. Uh, most gorilla fights are over like the females and you know just like um, so each pack just has one alpha male. Mm-hmm. And al- if an if a male does not have a pack that the um, the gorilla is known as a bachelor Ooh. because yeah yeah so they really do thrive off of and basically safety in numbers right so the reason that they want to have a pack is because they want to be safer and they're therefore less likely to be attacked and therefore have uh, like dibs over over their space so like I did say that they are territorial mm-hmm. so they do want to take up the safer spaces like the more sheltered spaces mm-hmm. this is one way that they find oh, it wow. is when they have a pack. are they apex predators like other than humans are there any other animals that are like threatening to gorillas i don't believe so well they're not even predators because they're like 
eating leaves and shit but you know what i mean yeah 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 uh they're not predators but the only time um i mean their fights with other gorillas is over females mm. so yeah mm-hmm. it's like patriarchy am i right continent in the 1950 well the subcontinent today who are we kidding yeah true so um yeah so basically the re- uh, they are the exact opposite of orcas in that Aww. way boo and the exact opposite of hyenas in that way as well hyenas are matriarchal they are super matriarchal like the weakest the weakest matriarch is still more powerful than the most powerful patriarch damn hyenas get a bad rep bra 100% hyenas are also the result of like hollywood the lion king yeah yeah basically yeah i didn't want to say it cuz i also love the movie but <laughs> i do do yeah the lion king has uh thrown dirt on all over their reputation yeah because hyenas are really really interesting creatures wow. also because they're scavengers and you know generally uh in human terms a scavenger is just meant to be like the scum of the earth yeah although let's be honest if there was like uh if there was a zombie apocalypse we would all be scavengers like ain't nobody going out and hunting people i mean aren't we already scavengers <laughs> no we grow our own shit Isn't that basically what the premise of Parasite was? Well, that's true. <laughs> that's a nice movie. I love that movie. I think it's just one of the best movies I've seen in quite a while. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. Very difficult to watch as well. Oh, also I learned that females <laughs> become sexually mature around 7 or 8, but they don't breed until like yeah. a couple of years later and um yeah. one they they only give birth to like 3 or 4 babies over the course of their lifetime, which is like a lot a lot less than some women i know <laughs> as we learned in the last podcast umtaz mehal gave birth to 14 kids so hmm christ way more than a gorilla yeah it's 13 too many isn't that so weird yeah it is weird cuz you just expect animals to have like lots of babies but yeah yeah did you also learn about like their foraging behavior like how do they look for food no how do they look for food they literally taste test everything mm. it's really cute it's actually super cute you should just look up those videos of them like taste testing everything and creating recipes so they also <gasps> this is also something that they do is that they um taste test everything and they see what flavors go together wow <laughs> so they really are hippies yeah. i'm telling you they're just gentle hippies yeah. so they uh, they like try different greens together and see if they if, if that goes well or like um if the bitterness of one green is counteracting with uh the sweetness of the bamboo they're chewing on to oh. so they're just like don't you just love them yeah i would watch a gorilla cooking show for sure right it's like a buff gorilla naked out in the wild just like t- tenderly tasting stuff with like his pinky finger just like i'm i'm there <laughs> okay i totally pictured it <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay i have a random question go ahead so If you had to eat, you had to eat 30 kg of food every day, but it could yeah. only be one food for the rest of your life. What would it be? <gasps> oh my god. But 30 kg though, like that's like a half of your body weight, so. Mm. 30 kg of the same food every day? Yeah. Honestly, I'm just going to say something that I'm craving, which is just spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> that's going to be too bad. <laughs> 30 kg of spaghetti and meatballs. That is a lot of carb. Yeah. I feel like I would go for soup. Do you think that's a good answer? Because it's like I fucking love soup. But then summers though. Well, cold soup, gazpacho or whatever the fuck it's called. 
No, I like I don't like cold soup at all. And I, I can have either. soup in like any time of the year. I can as well. Hmm. But that's a bit of a cop out because you can have so many different kinds of food. <laughs> 30 kgs of like uh Tom Yanga, which I'm pretty sure that I butchered the name, but you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I was hmm. picturing just like one kind. Like I my favorite is tomato soup because I'm some sort of fucking heathen apparently. Um, but I would have that every day because it works well cold and hot and it's like hot ketchup (laughs) what more do you want yeah I don't like it cold because it basically tastes like ketchup (laughs) okay hit me with some trivia questions all righty so you've basically spoiled my most interesting trivia question (laughs) okay I'm gonna start off with an easy one um so a group of chimpanzees is called a gang. What is a group of gorillas? Great. A group of gorillas is like a muscle of gorillas, a force of gorillas. Uh, like. Ooh, you're not that far off. Ooh, a strength of gorillas? Nope. Um, uh, like a, I don't know, like a <laughs> gym bro of gorillas. Don't skip leg day of gorillas. I don't know. <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> It's called a troop of gorillas. Ooh, troop. I like it. By the way, did you, when you were a kid, think guerrilla warfare was like gorillas having fights? <laughs> what? <laughs> we used to read about like guerrilla warfare in like whatever, Africa or whatever. And I just assumed it was like gorillas fighting. No, no, I don't think I was that imaginative. Okay. I like troop of gorillas though. It's nice. It has a nice ring to it. Right? That's like in the same vein as a gang, but like nicer. I feel like troop is very threatening as well. Militant? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Both gang and troop. But gang is, I mean, wouldn't a gang have like a more negative context? Like a gang is like the chore and a troop is like the sepahi. Oh, oh, I see. So the uh, gang being like the bad guys and the troops being the good guys. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Right? But still right. very militant. I feel like because uh, we come from a country where that's like a no-no and we don't like, ooh, we love our military. We're not like that. So it just sort of has a negative connotation <laughs> for me. Yeah. But anyway. Okay, hit me with another one. So uh, just like closely related. So I already mentioned that gorillas are basically 98.6% human. Mm-hmm. How close do you think chimpanzees are to humans? Well, I know that they and bonobos are more. So if it's 98.6, I'm going to say 99.4. I mean... Is that close? It's pretty spot on. It's actually 99%. Oh, ooh. Yeah, 99%. And what is that 1%? Some people even said that uh, some bonobos, like some particular species of bonobos, even shared 99.6% of our DNA, which, I mean, you were basically pretty, pretty uh, spot on with. Wow. Amazing. I I heard this like weird, um, this weird fact that the genomes of two plants, like uh, tomatoes, are 99% the same DNA as us. Isn't that fucking weird? It is super weird. I have heard this before. Well, I guess then that means that, that like the 0.001% means a lot in terms of DNA, I'm assuming. If, like, yeah. Yeah. But somebody did mention that if, um, if it weren't for all the disease, we probably could get uh, a blood transfusion from gorillas as well because they're so closely related. Oh, wow. So how do gorillas drink water? 
Ooh, ooh, that's very interesting because I have never pictured a gorilla drinking water. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to you, but I feel like them like bending down and like scooping water into their mouths is too unrefined for gorillas. And I think of gorillas as like sort of like nineteen twenties aristocrats, sort of like with a monocle and like a little baby tie and just like lounging on a chair. So. Is that how you picture them? I always picture them as like, like you know, these free-thinking hippies. Yeah, well, I feel like you, that's, yeah. But I think of them as sort of these like sophisticates, sort of like, ooh, this, mm. is, my, this is my kitchen and I'm going to do a taste test for you out of all the herbs that I've picked <laughs> up. I don't know. That is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say they have, they drink it out of leaves or something because I feel like anything other than that is beneath them. <laughs> I like your reasoning though. <laughs> but it's wrong. No, it's uh, okay. So they don't drink water. Um, what? <laughs> not in the way that humans drink. Like, so they don't like grab a glass and then fill it with water and then gulp it down. Um, okay. Uh, and they don't even do the thing that other animals do, where they go to the the riverside and just basically sip away at it. They don't do that. Oh wow. Uh, so they basically are like cats in that they get their. Actually, no, my, all of my cats would also drink water when they had the time. <laughs> when they had the time. Cats not drink water? Um, so the, the thing is, they, um, so gorillas, hmm. much like cats, try to get their um, water from like other, other things. So like... Um, the 30 kg of food they eat every day? Yeah, basically. Oh, wow. Like the vegetation... Uh, but if they have to, hmm. which is super rare, if they have to, if they super have to, they would do the really icky thing for them. Like, and they would be disgusted the entire time, but they dip their hand into like a body of water. And when their fur is soaked, they would just suck it off. Damn. <laughs> Whenever you meet a gorilla, not only is he at his most hydrophobic, but he's also like perpetually parched. No, a gorilla is not parched just because, once again, 30 kg of foliage, right? So they're probably... Well, that's true. They get it from someplace, yeah. It's basically 70% water, isn't it? Isn't, aren't leaves basically 70% water? <laughs> right? That's basically the end of my trivia. <laughs> okay. Well, this leads me to my important question, which is that why yeah. are you obsessed with these creatures? I mean, I see it. I'm learning yeah. about them and they're fascinating. But I know that for you, it sort of goes deeper. I don't know, man. It's just like, just because they are so close to human beings, they're so intelligent. They're just these creatures. And it goes, um, it ties in with what you said earlier, that if um, like the size of an animal probably uh, makes you connect with them more. But also I feel like for me, and this could be, I know this is wrong. It's not a could be thing, but I know this is wrong, but I can personify them somehow. So I know that they have, like personalities they feel emotions like uh, they've been known yeah. to grieve they've been known to lie uh there was a study and there isn't a lot of um there isn't enough evidence right uh, that gorillas have had suicidal thoughts oh, no. uh, so yeah that's how depressed they get where they do think about yeah and uh also like they i always think about how they probably have like an internal monologue because yes, because you know primates are able to recognize themselves um, yes. if they look into the look into a mirror. So I always wonder about mm-hmm. the kind of thoughts that they have. And I mean, you witnessed it firsthand, where you where you could see that this gorilla looked so 
sad being where it was right? yeah and just also it, it, I, i just feel like we don't deserve gorilla <laughs> yeah we don't deserve creatures that are as majestic as they are yeah as peaceful as they are as shy as they are yeah i just don't understand how human beings could hurt a creature like a gorilla that's true i mean shout out to wwf and to all the people who are out there in the field with gorillas researching them learning about their lives and protecting them from poachers you guys are the real mvps and we salute you 100% the uh, government of rwanda has actually done quite a lot to preserve them mm-hmm. and um, sort of let them be just let them be just leave britney alone guys <laughs> leave britney alone is what it is exactly All right. Is it time for the million dollar question? I think it is. All right. So, Momena. Maria. I need you to think about this really carefully. Mhm. And know that that if you're not super careful about it, this is going to offend me most out of all my obsessions. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> How would you rate my secret obsession? Well, Actually this was super easy for me. This was like an easy 10. Not even lying. That are girls best boys and girls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I took some time out to learn about them because they're fascinating yeah. and adorable and just like aristocratic hippie <laughs> brilliant beautiful people. Oh, I love them. I, these are all the words I would use to describe them. Beautiful. <laughs> just just like too good for this world yeah too pure full of personality intelligent every single gorilla has a personality of its own i am sure other than chad he's a loser no we don't like chad for chad <laughs> i feel so sorry for white people called chad and karen these days like it's not their fault <laughs> All right. So that brings us to the end of this podcast. Yes, it does. And we are going to be coming back. Yes. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about Momina's secret obsession. Woo-hoo. We haven't decided what it's going to be because I can't think of anything right now. Um you should read up on Diane Fossey by the way because she's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love her. Love her. and her, just the those videos are just with her and like those chimpanzees running up to greet her i just love them uh, they're like my what like uh, ooh soldier coming back from home greeted by his dog they're like my oh, that oh that's so true <laughs> i agree you should also watch like um so hercules the orangutan yes. do look him up because the humans that rescued him they do go back to meet him oh. and he does recognize this <laughs> and he also recognizes he also recognizes the daughter of his rest- skewer oh, wow. and she's all grown up but he recognizes her that's better than like most uncles that i know <laughs> okay i think we should end this now cuz it's been a, an hour and a half <laughs> all right see you guys next time see ya